0: Top of the morning, Ray.
1: Top of the afternoon, Jay. Yeah. How are you feeling? I was, I'm was. a little tired, but I'm, I'm perking up right now. Talking to you is perking me up.
0: I am um, beat about the head and neck <laughs> for no particular reason.
1: Yeah, just you a know? general feeling.
0: Yeah. If you said, hey, nap time, I'd be like, yes.
1: Perfect. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> if you said, let's go out and do something raucous, I'd be like, uh, All right. And then I would do it. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to go. Go <laughs> either yeah. way. It's like the caffeine is in the blood, but it can be shut off yeah. easily.
1: You can you can easily ignore it. But you can ramp it up, tap into it. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm tapping into a good good vibe
0: now. Tapping in.
1: Feeling 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 good.
0: Well that's good. Yes. I noticed after last week when we asked people to please give us some stars or yeah. some hellos or some um, Amanda whats her Is hey-hays um, <laughs> that we... Got some? Got some. Nice. Thank so, you, well, So let's ask again, right? Yeah. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And yeah, let's ask again, as you were saying. Let's just ask right <laughs> out of the
0: gate this time. Please, if you're listening on that Apple thing, which some larger percentage of our people are, but it doesn't matter. No, anywhere. Stars rate us. Hearts. Yeah, hearts, Moons, rainbows, clovers,
1: clovers, whatever. Yeah. Whatever rating system we, it
0: is. We could use those. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. It's a, it's a good day to read an idiom script. And I'm not even reading. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have golf terms. We today. actually have a
1: category today, yeah.
0: Golf. I've never golfed.
1: A golf umbrella, if you will. Oh, uh, <laughs> which I find to be the best umbrellas because they're they're very wide, and they're functional as an umbrella.
0: Why are they wider than a? Yeah.
1: You got to cover everybody. Everyone's up there. covered. Yeah, no, but they're good because it's extra wide. I mean, they're cumbersome at times, but you know, it keeps your pants dry.
0: Keeps you, yeah. Keeps your golf slacks, your plaid trousers. Exactly. I've mini-golfed, but uh, okay. never real Actual golfed.
1: golfed. Yeah. I have done both. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm not amazing at either. Mini no. golf probably better. But yes, we're talking about golf this week.
0: We're talking about golf. <laughs> that little divoted ball. Dimpled. Dimpled. Yeah. Divot dimple.
1: I think is the specific word.
0: I'll go with dimple. And they
1: have a they have to have a certain number of dimples because the dimples. This is more, this is just free bonus information everybody <laughs> by the way.
0: I was wondering if you were giving away No. The,
1: not of, not of not of mine. The horse. I hopefully none of yours. Are you talking about? A golf no, golf? I didn't.
0: I didn't get a hold of dimples in any. Yeah, of that. no.
1: The wind and the dimpling. It's it's all. It's scientific. All, yeah, it's all primally designed. Yeah, we'll <laughs> cover that in a later episode. <laughs> but all, all sorts of trivia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Without further ado, <laughs> um, my first word is bogey. Bogey. Okay. The password is bogey, so uh, bogey, yeah, and you know my father, uh, he he would watch the golf, and when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it it was. It was like going clothes shopping with your mother, you know? It was that miserable, horrible feeling. <laughs> it put a pallor in the air. That guy whispering, why is he whispering? Mm-hmm. Why whisper, man? Just, you're not even, are you really down that there? That close. Yeah. Can you just talk? <laughs> and, and, and then they smack the ball, and somehow the camera follows yeah, the those ball guys. through the
1: sky. I mean, really. Praise the cameraman on those.
0: And you, and you can't see that ball. mm it was just the most miserable feeling.
1: And it's ours, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A match. I don't even know what the hell you call them. A game? I think I a think. golf match. That sounds right. I'm going with match. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that's why I never wanted to play. People would say, hey, Jay, hey, 9 hole? No, not going. <laughs> no. I'll meet you afterward for a beer. <laughs> yeah, I'll, ride, I'll drive the cart around. Yeah. But I'm drinking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so... I want to talk to you about bogey. Bogey. It's a golf term, you understand? I'm getting getting that, yeah. So par Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a term that they also use in golf, and we'll cover that slightly more later. But for all practical purposes, par will mean a good score that an expert golfer should get Mm -hmm. per hole. So, you know, if you might have a hole that's a par five, that means you're going to take five smacks at the ball to get it in there. An if, excellent golfer will and, take five smacks. Yeah. Right. I think that's what they call it. It's a technical the word. The excellent smacks. golfer. Yeah,
1: definitely smacks.
0: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, we
1: also accept wax.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but a bogey is if you are one over par. So if it's a par five hole and you had to smack the ball, six times to get yes. in the hole
1: right you've taken an extra stroke that's a bogey okay
0: not too bad though you know not it so just maybe
1: right now you're not as professional you're just a normal <laughs> golfer
0: i think a lot of professional golfers shoot bogeys i guess i don't I know i would assume yeah but then there are those that do under par they'd get a four on a five par hole right that's a pretty damn good golfer yeah, I don't know any any modern day golfer names like, you know. For a while, I knew A.J. Singh. I knew he was somebody, VJ. but I just brought him it's, up recently, and people said, "Wow, man, that's he hasn't been." But anyway, it was V.J. Singh. It was V.J. Yeah. Wow, you got you. Wow.
1: No, I also was subjected to watching golf. Uh, I feel bad. <laughs> and playing it though, for both of us. <laughs> so yes, I know. A generation of golfers i i learned several new golfers recently with the project we had at the studio here but i don't know them to repeat them no no sorry i don't i don't they they were there on the page and i and i heard them but i don't remember what they were
0: well they'll be gone again yeah so the bogey bogey first you know i want to remind people that bogey some background ghost specter From a bog, bogeyman, bogert. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We covered uh, some of this in episode 35, which was sort of a spooky Halloween Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, I think my word was jack o' lantern and uh, and bogey, bogey, bogeyman Mm -hmm. came up uh, in that. That's right, yeah. And recently in episode 76, bogged down, you know, had. uh, Also yours. Yeah, also mine. Oh, yeah. I get these bogies. Nice. Time.
1: That's the serendipitous, really.
0: Yeah, that was um, had to do with the bog mm-hmm. and the man of the bog. Mm-hmm. We also learned some other funny things about a bog that made you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, necessary information as we move along here. Right. Um, but initially in the game of golf and the game of golf's pretty old but like we we've covered this before with some other of these games and things that come up you know it's a ball and a stick
1: it <laughs> was pretty rudimentary <laughs>
0: right you know yeah idea. take this
1: ball and put it somewhere else
0: yeah smack it thing. to that guy smack it into a, a thing
1: yeah
0: a hole mm-hmm. something
1: maybe there's someone blocking the hole maybe on this one the hole is just really small yeah. you don't need someone to block it <laughs>
0: Because it's, yeah, Yeah. it's tricky enough as it is being small. Yeah, and it's far away. So, yeah, those are, I mean, that's a game that's going to come up. You know, (laughs) you get up some people on an island and they have to entertain themselves. They're going to invent stuff like that all day long. yeah Sticks and and potatoes or whatever they have to smack around. Coconuts, perhaps. But early on in the game of golf, bogey was actually closer to what we think of as par today okay and and somewhere along the line they flipped. I do believe in into the early to slightly mid 1900s they flipped mostly because uh, England had developed this bogey thing which which again meant you know pretty what you should what you should be shooting. but for some reason, uh, in the United States, Naturally, we have to have inches and feet, and we had to have par. I don't mm-hmm. know why a bogey wasn't good enough. Or the definition, uh, uh, the defined rules of golf weren't, were not still evolving. Mm-hmm. And so there were courses in the United States that would list a bogey score and a par score. Sometimes per hole, they were the same rating,
1: okay, and yeah. sometimes
0: they were different. Yeah. I don't know why originally. Yeah, uh, but then eventually someone just said, "Hey, this is, this has got to stop."
1: <laughs> we're, we're our sign budgets are out of control. Can we <laughs> Even, just get one thing printed on these? <laughs>
0: just the confusion alone.
1: Right, right. Because then, you, do you want a bogey? It's on the it's on the board. Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. But the good news about bogey is that it is really uh, defined. You know how many miserable times. We have to dig yes. through those old dusty books just to come out of them, take a shower, and then come tell the people that, hey, there isn't a def- there's not a definite answer. We're so sorry. Here's some of the possibilities. Yeah, inconclusive. This time, we can say it. This is what it is. Ha. I know. All right. I like that. Yeah. And I, I, uh, there's more after this. Just because of the way this story goes. Hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, not saying that, I'm not saying that this time. So uh, there were some folk at Great Yarmouth. Okay. Uh huh. And um, this had to be in the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And they were enjoying themselves a game of golf. This was a fellow, Dr. Brown, and another fellow, Major Wellman. Yeah. Okay. It's odd to us now because golf is just golf and you and and even though I don't play it, I know enough to know that par business and mm-hmm. the over par under par yep. business. Right? But to them, they were still figuring out how we're going to smack this ball and then you're going to smack this ball and how do we score this thing mm-hmm. and 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 what the hell? Yeah. So, they had Determined that they needed this thing they called a ground score, and the ground score was basically a par, because in order to play the course or to talk to your friends or to or to compete, uh, compete against other courses, mm-hmm. you had to set some level of of this business. What's what's a a really good golfer going to shoot on this mm-hmm. per hole, and what do you call that? And yeah, they consistent. called it. A ground score. Okay. So there was a ground score, and you got and, and you got these two fellas mm-hmm. that go out to play. And what was happening culturally in England at the time is there was a uh, there was a, a popular song in a musical called uh, "Here Comes the Bogeyman," and that that came out of a lot of the lore that we that we talk about about the jack o' lantern and all that that mm-hmm. bogeyman idea. Has had been around a lot longer than than that. Yeah. But someone dragged it, dusted it off in the 1800s, and made a song, and that was in this Wellman fellow's head. Mm -hmm. So they're playing, and and they go to play, and they decide we're not going to play against each other. We're going to play against this ground score. Let's do that. Okay, mate, old chap. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So they take to doing that. And they find it to be quite difficult. (laughs) And I guess this Wellman guy had been to the theater uh, recently. Mm -hmm. And he announces, gee, this ground score guy of yours is a regular bogeyman. (laughs) And this sticks. Yeah. And these people in England start announcing that. Yeah, you're, you're playing the bogeyman. Yeah. So that's how initially wow. the the bogey ended up being par. Yeah, okay. For you know, mm-hmm. for them.
1: Mhm. Uh
0: but af- after some time the the bogey just came to be you you've been you've sort of been bogeyed by the ground score. <laughs> yeah. And you know, scared out and didn't do quite as well. So yeah. you you went over par. <laughs> Cuz you got bogey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the Bogeyman, the Bogey Man. <laughs> 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 so, hmm, I'm not quite getting it yet. <laughs> I really, it because it's and then they. So, I researched this and and, and listened to these songs. Now, there are yeah. several songs. There is "Here Comes the Bogey Man." Okay. Later, there was also a song called "Hush, Hush, Hush." Here comes the bogeyman man, and there are some re- different renditions of that. Yeah, there are two different songs no, here comes the boogeyman, and, and then hush, this hush hush hush, hush thing. The, the hush, hush hush song was more like um, a song you'd play for children to get them to not be afraid of the boogeyman, and um, and then also in the research, Casey and the Sunshine Band comes up a lot. That is completely erroneous. Disregard that. That oh. is I'm your boogeyman. Boogeyman, yeah. That is entirely different. Yeah, that's not that's not spelled the same way. No, <laughs> but it will come up. <laughs> Now that's in my head. Yeah. Now... Come on. Not long after Wellman and uh, Dr. Brown were playing and had this uh, bogeyman revelation, these uh, members of the British military Mm -hmm. were playing all with each other. And I don't know, you know, somehow with the military, uh, you know, you, you get a thing, I don't know. They were playing and didn't like that they were playing what was then referred to as, as Mr. Bogey or Mr. Bogeyman. Mm-hmm. So they decided in order to be military people playing the game, they had to call him Colonel Bogey. <laughs> now, at first, I was like, why is this even a thing? What? Why are they talking to me about this? But it kept coming up. Okay. Uh, but as it turns out, then there was a very popular song uh, written, had to have been written... I guess in the in the 40s or something, by this fellow Lieutenant Frederick Ricketts. F.J. Ricketts right. was in the Royal Marines band there, and he <laughs> wrote a song called The um, Colonel, some mm-hmm. say colonel. Colonel. Yeah, colonel. Colonel. <laughs> the Colonel Boogie March. Okay. Now, this is another song, and the way they describe this song is, is sort of... Um, got me aggravated for a while because here's another example of, of uh, the internet and you have to be oh, very careful yeah, about...
1: friend of ours.
0: Yeah, just researching on the internet because people just, they'll just copy-paste anything. It could, it's wrong, they don't know. They copy-paste it. So you'll find it 10 places and say, well, I did my research. I, I found seven sources. You found the same source, just copy-paste from a bunch of lazy jamokes. So one of those facts that they kept copying and pasting was that this Ricketts knew of a story about another fellow who, instead of yelling four, used to whistle two notes. And these two notes became a little bit popular in that circle of of folk. And the two notes, they and all of the (laughs) copy-pasters kept telling me, was a descending two-note major third interval. Okay. So, this Lieutenant Frederick Ricketts when he goes to write a Bogeyman song,
1: yeah,
0: employs those that two-note business okay. into his song. It's sort of like he kick, kicks off the hook and it's in there. Okay. Okay. Colonel Bogey March. So, I go this this is fun musical stuff. I'll look this up. Yeah. Well, The song that it is, I know, and probably many of our listeners know it, as Bridge Over the River Kwai song. Okay. It's that whistle song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know the one. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also, when I was a kid, we sang a vulgar comet cleanser um, song to it about uh, regurgitating if you ate some comet or something. Uh, I'll sing it to you later. Okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) Um. But I was troubled because I'm a little bit musical. I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find in this song the major third interval, and it is nearly impossible. Plus, the way it's constructed, it's really, I'm not getting anywhere near a third. I'm getting (laughs) like it's some sort of flat seventh or something. I don't know what I'm getting here. Yeah. So, yeah, it turns out it's a minor third.
1: Oh, yeah. Interval.
0: (laughs) Even though seven sources told me,
1: it was a major third. For,
0: with, with, yeah, they were happy to announce with, with great affirmation it was a major third.
1: Thank you for doing diligence. Whew,
0: man. But irregardless, as our friends also say, <laughs> um, that is, uh, that's the story of, of the bogey and, uh, and how it came to be and, and what it is and, in fact, some of those songs. So that, that whistly Bridge Over the River Kwai song is actually a golf tune.
1: Yeah. Who knew? I didn't. No. Now we know. Now
0: we know. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for really digging in on the golf stuff, too. Because mine don't give a, a rich history of golf like you did. A rich history. A rich Uh But like, hey, I, do, I do rely on the word par in this one as well which we said was the expected number of shots uh, from a professional golfer per hole, right?
0: Yeah, something right along those lines.
1: I didn't even say my word yet, did I? You didn't. My word is birdie.
0: Oh, birdie. <laughs>
1: yes, it's birdie. <laughs> uh, and, and this is used to mean one shot under par,
2: uh, as you just
1: did bogey, which was one over par. Yeah. So a shot of five on a par four. Now we've sh- we're shooting a three on a par four.
0: Man, you're really good.
1: It's all those years of practice. I could see that. You have to swing through the ball. Yeah,
0: put you your hip into You don't hit the ball.
1: It. You swing through the ball.
0: Shoulders square.
1: Yeah, the instant you try to hit that ball, you, you, you're going to do bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, birdie, one under par. 1929, Glasgow Herald. Brown squared with a th- birdie three at the second. Just a little OED quote for you there. No, yeah. This one really has a, a direct definition. Like you said, there's no in-conclusion here um, for, for this one as well. In-conclusion. It, it's pretty much just like, here it is, here's the date, and there's even a plaque commemorating this. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'll just start there. The country club in the Atlantic City otherwise known as the Atlantic City Country Club, <laughs> uh, lays claim to the first use of the word birdie. Uh, as This is from the USGA.org, U.S. Golfing Associates.
0: <laughs> that can't be right. It's, uh, yeah. Association?
1: Yeah, association. The H.B. Martin's 50 Years of American Golf talks about this. They're called, if you have many partners in golf, they use the foursome, threesome, they use the, those kind of categories, if no one knows. So this was a, a four-group a four match, <laughs> uh, a foursome. Um, and one of the players, A.B. Smith, says that his ball came to rest within six inches of the cup. And he says, that was a bird of a shot. I suggest that when one of us play a hole and one under par, he receives double compensation. They were betting. The other folks agreed, and then they began right away. And just as soon as the next the next one came, they called it a birdie. The next one, meaning one other under, under par, they they called it a birdie right then and there. Those four gentlemen,
0: a bird of a shot,
1: a bird of a shot.
0: Why are that?
1: That is a bird of a shot. That is a bird of a question, Jay. Uh, birdie in the nineteenth century, uh, bird, sorry, was basically the equivalent of cool or excellent. You don't Eight, say. Eighteen thirty-nine, spirit of times. If you just could see one man what the general government sent out with an office to these parts, he is a bird, meaning he is a great gentleman. He's an excellent person. Wow. 1839. Bird means excellent. Cool. (laughs) Um, The Atlantic City Country Club (laughs) dates this to 1903. And as I alluded to earlier, there is a rock with a plaque on it that says this was the first birdie hole 1903. <laughs> I hope they don't have it
0: too close to the hole. It's going like it to make things difficult. Then.
1: You know, I just saw a photograph of it. I didn't see it in perspective. Mm. Uh, so hopefully... Mm. It's, it's in at a, the T, good It's in a good place. Yeah, not yeah. <laughs> right not right over the. Yeah, it pen. should be at the T, not the hole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty straightforward. That's it. I understand that it's it comes at you fast.
0: Yeah. But it
1: has... Just a direct here. Here it is.
0: Well, that's okay because it introduces that other bit of information that has, has in my view, not come up yet. That use of bird uh, at that yeah. time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighteen hundreds. Um, it means cool, excellent.
0: Yeah, well,
1: that's a bird of an idea.
0: That's a bird of an idea.
1: Right. I know. Like nineteen thirteen. Is it saying it? It sounds like. That it, it kind of heads across the, uh, the Atlantic over to the other side to the to the mainland where golf was born over in the UK. And they start using the term as well. I
0: mean you gotta you gotta share those terms, get get some uniformity going.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I like it. Yeah. I'm gonna try to bring back that bird thing.
1: That's uh-huh. a bird of an idea.
0: Ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these ads are also bird like. <laughs>
2: Oswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty, designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury unreal prices allswellhome.com whole nine yards is sponsored by the roberto clemente museum located in a restored engine house in pittsburgh's revitalized lawrenceville neighborhood the clemente museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts works of art literature photographs and memorabilia related to roberto clemente and his life in baseball Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo. And purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole 9 Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one-show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
0: All right, birdrific.
1: Those were birdly good ads. I thought mm-hmm. so. Birdly ads. Those were birdly ads.
0: <laughs> Bird it up. Uh, I'm going to move it along. All right. Keep let's, moving it along. Let's
1: keep on moving it along.
0: Keep on... Putting uh, down the puttering place. Because uh, we're recording and I can edit. Yes. So if I mess up, I can give myself... A mulligan,
1: nice. Ha! That was lovely, right? Yeah, I appreciated that.
0: <laughs> a mulligan, mulligan, which you know, again here, not being a golf uh, person, I didn't know it was a golf term. I just thought it meant do over in anything in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Which it does now. Right. Uh, That's but the idiom. I didn't know it came from golf.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, so that's weird. Uh, basic definition being that, right? A do-over, you get a second try. Take two. Yeah, even, even if you, you kind of didn't deserve it. Right,
1: like, yeah, we'll give you another shot at that, buddy, go ahead.
0: It's not part of the rules, but just, yeah.
1: Just a friendly thing that friends do? Oh, okay,
0: right. Yeah, hello there, Mr. Frank, my friendly friend. Uh, take a mulligan.
1: Gotcha. Something for friendly friends.
0: Yeah. So, there are several stories, two freakishly similar, that purport to be the origin.
1: All right.
0: And I'll walk you through those three stories. <laughs> so, we're, we're talking, you know, earlier in the 20th century, whether it's, you know, 1920s-ish, around there. This fellow, uh, he was a hotelier. I wish I were a hotelier. <laughs> you know, you had hotels. I'm a hotelier. And you had people that ran them, and you could golf and then check in. Hey, how's it going? You got those candies on the pillow, everything working out.
1: Ship shape.
0: Yeah, all that. Yeah, all right. Um, not that I, I don't think I'd use my uh, wealthy man time golfing, but I'd do something. Yeah. So this fella, David Bernard Mulligan. Okay. All right. I'm listening. So, since he was a wealthy guy, he had a sports car. Uh, s- th- what the car what was? was the,
1: yeah, what was the sports car in the nineteen twenties?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, Asti Spumanti. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, Iso um uh, and- Aston Martin. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Fiat. I'm not. I'm not sure.
1: All right. Sorry, I mean to derail.
0: No, that's okay. But, you know, the, I mean, I don't know that any car in the, in the 1920s had a cushy ride, but even, like, there were Rolls Royces and things all, all the way there. That,
1: the cushiest of rides you could have at the time.
0: Yeah, made yeah. some effort with mm-hmm. some, I don't know how, leaf springs or something. So uh, he, he drives uh, down these bumpy roads to uh, the golf course mm-hmm. uh, to play some friends and was so shaken up by the time he finally got there. That, uh, you know, he he swings and he, he sort of, uh, what's that word? When you slice it, he slices the ball, you know, and it it's goes off into the trees, right? It's
1: a slice and a hook are the bad ones. So either one of those, maybe May, a slice.
0: Maybe slice. I'm not sure which is which. It was a long time ago. And uh, <laughs> I could have used more detail here, David. So he, he slices and he says to his fellow golfers, hey, you know, I was in my car and it's got me all jittery i i get to go again mm-hmm. and they say to him well, he uh, you what now <laughs> wait we're backing up what <laughs> what are you saying and but you can imagine them then because the dialogue quoted as purported to have been said is more akin to and what do you call that because he was, you know, <laughs> say. Say there, Pally. What's the, what's the meaning of this? <laughs> what do you call that? What mess you've got here. And he thought fast, and his name is Mulligan. He yeah. said, I call it a Mulligan. All right. And they were satisfied with that and laughed and let him have his uh, free shot. All right. And uh, word is that that stuck and... Uh, history was made. That day. All right. With Jerry Mulligan. (laughs) No, 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 David. No, I know. This is important. Okay. Yeah, David Mulligan. David Mulligan. Now, there's another story. This story wants us to take in this idea that, I mean, I found it in in a number of spots. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's it's a viable postulation. All right. uh, That there were, uh, in England, some saloons Okay. that would put out a, a bottle uh, so there this gimmick is that the you know the bartender maybe he's got a stale bottle maybe it's just you know whatever he puts a, a, a bottle at the end of the bar and this is free if if you are able to bounce the cork off of the bar and land it on the bo- top of the bottle then you get a free drink <laughs> so so the crux of this game is this cork game is you get you get one bounce and you got a few few guys at the bar five guys at the bar, barkeep says go y'all bounce the cork nobody gets it right. Just
1: one time though. Yeah. No tw- no twosies. You're not just
0: sitting there all night doing it. Okay. it Turns out.
1: Oh so you can't even do it like later.
0: Yeah you do it you you, you know it may, it may be once an hour whatever okay. the guy gotcha. says. Gotcha. So somebody is watching. Right. It's but the barman.
1: You're to just standing there shooting hoops in an empty basket as long as you want.
0: Right. Got, gotcha. They'd all bounce it right, but this James Mulligan fellow, mm-hmm. he always insisted uh fervently mm-hmm. on an extra shot at it. <laughs> uh, and he wasn't particularly any good uh <laughs> but he would he would be the one that would beg the loudest for a second shot. <laughs> Whether he'd get that second shot or not, I don't know, but discretion. It became known as is getting a, a mulligan so you got it, it, everyone you know right. do it over yeah. hey yeah give them a mulligan so that's old, old jimmy mulligan uh word is that's how and the irony there is there's no there's no golf so how do we get there. the
1: golf okay yeah yeah the, so we then just, the golfers, we we're just patrons at this bar and yeah. now we go golf
0: so golfers would have had to yeah then pick it up from Saloon Talk. Right, which certainly possible. Certainly possible. Uh, the third story is shockingly close to the first story, uh, but a New Jersey golf club, John A. Buddy Mulligan. Was it at the Atlantic City Golf Club? You know where It was at Essex uh, okay. Hills like, we're, we're Country same, Club in same. New Jersey. So we're not at the same country clubs. Okay, that's cool. Uh, this guy, Buddy was a locker room attendant at the Essex uh, okay. there, and he at at the end of his shift came out and convinced a couple of uh, members of the club to shoot some holes with him, and they go to do that, and and Buddy Mulligan shoots and and slices it, and and says, "Hey guys, you've been practicing all day. I just got out of locker room duty. How about?" Give me another warm-up shot. Mm-hmm. And they raise their eyebrows, but let him do it. And word is, that is how it all started. Mm-hmm. Another guy named Mulligan. Mulligan. What are the odds? All these mulligans. Golfing and asking for free shots. Mm-hmm. So as it turns out, and it doesn't mean, you know, if somebody wants to interview me and I... Purport to have been flown away on a spaceship and and um, seen other planets and whatever probe been probed and brought back. I'll go on your show, Jimmy Fallon or whatever, and say, "Yes, this all happened." It doesn't necessarily make it so. It means I'm have conviction to my story, right? <laughs> it's true. It means that
1: these are true things.
0: Yeah, I say that because. The David from the first story, yeah, did interviews even later (laughs) in the in the nineteen fifties.
1: Yeah, that was me
0: uh, with a sports writer Mm -hmm. of the Sudbury Star. He says one day while playing in my usual foursome, I hit the ball off the first tee that was long enough but not straight. Yeah, I was so provoked with myself that on impulse I stooped over and put another ball down. And the other three looked on with me with considerable puzzlement. And one of them asked, what are you doing?
1: What's all this then?
0: I'm taking a correction shot, I replied. I like that correction shot. (laughs) What do you call that? The partner inquired. Thinking fast, I told him that it was a mulligan. And after that, it became kind of an unwritten rule that in our foursome, that you could take an extra free shot off the first tee if you weren't satisfied with the original. And and that he and his foursome. Now I wish we had the other three members. Yeah, I could really rather use them coming on this Sudsbury star and talking to corroborate. But that is all we have. Yeah, the bar story or David or Buddy. Buddy. Uh, hmm. David Mulligan arises. With the most, as I said, conviction. Impress. Yeah. That doesn't, and, and that's why I gave you the right. Jimmy Fallon and that was bit. An excellent it job. It doesn't make it so, you know? No, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it so.
1: It sounds plausible. Sure. Sure.
0: I mean, the corks sound plausible too. Mm, do they? <laughs> 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 why, why do you say?
1: I don't, that just seems, and again, it, of course, we're not there, and it's that could be the one. It just, that one seems unlikely because of the, just the work it'd have to get to golf, that's all. But not that it, it couldn't. It's certainly possible. I mean, we
0: see yeah. things.
1: No, that's what I mean. We, we've definitely seen things go places. Yeah. So I hate to rule it out. I'm just, it seems like the less, because of the, the larger leap. Yeah. But again, maybe that's why it is the winner because it has more natural leap or, you know, like a stranger leap. Then it's like, oh yeah, it's just nice and buttoned up here. It's from golf. It's always been golf.
0: Well, I hate to be so easily manipulated by the press, (laughs) but I'm going to go ahead and put my token on David's story. David as well? Yeah.
1: All right. Nothing about Jerry Mulligan in any of those, huh?
0: There's no Jerry. No, he's a a sax player.
1: He's a Barry sax player. yeah. 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 Great, Barry Sachs player.
0: I have some of his records.
1: Yes, he is.
0: So what do you have?
1: Uh, My wrapping it up, wrap-up style is going to pretty much play directly off of my previous one. Uh, This one is
0: Eagle. It's another bird, really.
1: It is another bird, really. As you said, Eagle uh, stands in for two under par. Ooh. As in a birdie being one under par. Eesh. Now we're two under par. So, I mean, we're a par five shooting a par three. We're shooting three on a par five.
2: Because,
1: uh. I mean, if you're on a par three and you're shooting a hole in one, like, that's great. Great job. Which is an eagle as well.
0: Right. By math. By math. By
1: math. I honestly thought up until I started researching this that an eagle was a hole in one. But it is not.
0: I would have jumped up and guessed the same thing. Right?
1: Yeah. But no, it's not. It is just 200. Because I was like, okay, you know, you you started your research. Like, yeah, I got this, blah, blah, blah. Like, wait, what? I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. 200 par. Exciting times. Um, As you'll note, my birdie came about in the 1903s. Uh, and Eagle was not far behind that. In press, uh, 1909, American Golfer to secure an eagle, one must hole out in two less than par, thereby receiving from each opponent three balls, two for the eagle and one for the birdie. <laughs> the one? I don't know why we're getting three balls. I don't either. Yes. Well, we got
0: it. It's two under par. Two under par. That's the information yeah. we need.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, this is, like birdie, an American idiom, um, and it is essentially just a direct play on birdie. Um, if the score, one under par, was was excellent, was cool, was a bird, it was a bird. Your, your
0: average partridge, your wren, average normal
1: bird, uh, then if a partridge, uh, is right?
0: Normal. Yeah. I mean, wren. Let's go with wren.
1: wren. Your your bearded titmouse. Um, <laughs> then a, a score of two under was a much more, well, a finer bird, a more prestigious bird, if you will. Right. Um, perhaps. Just Americans would would insert their national bird, sure, into this into this slot, <laughs> uh, and that's what I that's what the Scottish golf history website posited is that we just we did that we did simply did that we just said oh well we'll use eagle because that's our 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 prestigious bird
0: right it's two over par a turkey
1: there's a turkey in bowling that's three strikes in a row or is it f- right not not in the final frame I don't know if there's a turkey in in golf. <laughs> <sighs> um,
0: Turkey's get a bad rap. Go th- ahead.
1: Though this one we're we're heading I mean it seems like we're heading back to see now that you said the thing about David Mulligan being the the writer of his own press releases, now I'm I'm suspect a little bit uh-huh. of Mr. AB Smith again saying that his foursome after the birdie thing, did the eagle thing. Huh. But now you got me thinking.
0: Did Mr. A.B. Smith write some books that he wanted to sell? Mr.
1: A.B. Smith was interviewed in things, so...
0: Yeah. Uh. I mean, you you just, you don't know. Oh, I was like... So I'm going to leave
1: perhaps the specific, that one, maybe, uh, you know, he's saying that I don't have quotes on this one specifically. But there's he's saying that he 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 and his foursome also coined eagle. But there's not a, a rich history to that one story, so that one might be a uh, purported. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him birdie though for sure. <laughs> 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 um, by 1919, same similar time frame as birdie, um, which is 19 you know 15s, 1913s ish around there. The, the idiom is introduced to Britain uh, basically. It is into Britain. Yeah yeah. 1922 when Cecilia Leech. Uh, Shot a three on a five par hole, uh, and she described it as securing what is known in American golfing parlance as an eagle and this is in quotes, so this is nineteen twenty two so it could be early for it uh, Wow, catching fire in in Britain, but noting that it was an American slang and noting it that we're bringing it over
0: and meeting two under par she's either she's reading American golf news. Or she was over in America and then took her sticks and got on the boat and went to England.
1: It sounds like it may be introduced uh, through Canada via a British reporter who had met some um,
0: American golfers. Well, it's funny you should say that because David Mulligan Hmm. was a Canadian.
1: Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So maybe they're all at the same meeting, A.B. Smith. Reading um, all the
0: same golf news. Gold, right. well,
1: <laughs> yeah, so it, it seems to, to travel that way through journalism. But yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. Canadian, The local Canadian, David Mulligan. Yeah. Um, just trivia-wise, the eagle then gives birth, I guess, to the term albatross, which is a term in golf, which means double eagle.
0: The heck's a double eagle? You mean I, two shots in a row you get un, two under par?
1: Hole in one on a par five. So it's three under par. Yeah.
0: What a Hole in one on a par five is five under par.
1: That's four under par. Four under par. Four. Score four under par. So, so it's, it's on the same doubling. hole. It's, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's not, well, so I mean, you two, just call it a damn. That's a hole in one.
0: Yeah, and be done with it.
1: Albatross. So the eagle's two under par. Double eagle would be four under
0: par. But you can't have a double eagle unless you have at least a par five. What
1: is that song?
0: That was a... Uh, that I don't have. Double Eagle March we used to
1: play or something.
0: Right. I got the uh, March of the Bogeyman.
1: Under the Double Eagle. Yeah, under the Double Eagle March. We used to play that in uh, some sort of concert band. Anyway, yes, Double Eagle. <laughs> it's four under par. So you you can only get it on a par five.
0: Or par six or higher.
1: Right, sir. sure, sure. Right, sorry. <laughs> those are, I don't know how common those are. That's
0: all. Uh, I don't, I you know, I don't.
1: Do you? I do. I've I've played. I've I've walked those walks and smacked those balls.
0: I've only talked these talks. <laughs> so that's what you got? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Eagle is a
1: derivative of Birdie, uh, perhaps yeah. invented at the same exact time by the same exact people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you get out of that though, you know?
1: Well, they got a plaque for Birdie. I did not see a plaque for Eagle.
0: I'm not more than that damn plaque. It's like that guy that invented couch potato. You know, he had it stolen off of him, really. He didn't seem to fight his friend on it.
1: No. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember
0: just, what whatever. episode that was. But all the same. Food one, maybe. One of yeah. them. We have a couple foods. Food
1: one. All the same.
0: Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. And yet we didn't cover par itself.
1: Or the word golf itself.
0: Well, that leaves us with more to do. Leaves
1: us with more to do. More stones to unturn, uncover. Might be in
0: some general gaming terms. I don't know if we'll come up with two more, four more golf terms.
1: Yeah, that weren't just more like under pars. Yeah, or or if anyone even...
0: Caddy? That's probably pretty obvious. What is it? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: More in the future. Ha.
0: It's got to have something to do with, um, you know, schlepping, uh, uh, you know, like... uh, camel you know you put uh, you know whatever like stacks of hay on a wagon i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure
1: it out i'm we'll coming g- up next on <laughs> whole nine yards oh,
0: <laughs> so yeah hey uh let us know how things are on whole nine yards pod
1: yes instagram on- twitter and uh reddit
0: instagram twitter and reddit And Whole 90 Arts Podcast on Facebook, and Rebecca will give you the email address, and we'd love to hear from you, and everything is wonderful. Don't you think so, Ray?
1: I do. Enjoy your day, listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then you say. (laughs) I'm Jay. And
0: I'm Ray. And we're We're not not idioms. idioms.
2: Learn more at Whole9Yards.org or contact Whole9Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's you at whole number 9 Whole9Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.